Your life experience, good or bad, is a gift when you share it with others. At Taxi Chronicles, we allow real riders with real stories to share their gift. So hopefully this episode will intrigue, enhance or inspire you. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, it's another rider, it's another story. I'm doing an airport job and we've got Raymond in the house. I don't think you pronounce his name like that, but I'm sure he will correct me. And we are, he's going to tell us his story about travelling from Lithuania and to various places in the world and just hear what he has to say. So nice to have you here today, Raymond. Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure. So tell us, what kind of person were you when you were in school? In school? Um, I was the class clown, I would say. <laughs> okay, at least you know. Yeah, yeah, I was always just uh, making jokes. It's all about getting attention and, um, and entertaining others. Uh, but then I think at some point you realize that uh, just entertaining others unless you become a professional comedian doesn't take you that far. Uh, so I decided that I might uh, focus on something a bit more productive. So around the time of you know our high school exams, I, I thought, okay, I should, should properly start learning stuff and, and study. And it kind of did pay off. Uh, so I graduated in Lithuania. Um, and then... Uh, for undergrad studies, uh, wanted to go to UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny enough, I wanted to go to Oxford or Cambridge as well, but I was stupid enough to miss the deadline. Um, <laughs> okay, well they, that would do it, innit? Yeah, because they have different uh, application cycle to other unis. Mm-hmm. I think the other ones are, the deadline is uh, 15th of January and Cambridge, Oxford is uh, September or October. So I was speaking with my friends uh, and they're like, oh, I, I got an interview for Cambridge and Oxford uh, and this and that. And I'm like, oh, I haven't gotten mine yet. They're like, but the applications are closed. And then I woke up and then I'm like, <laughs> okay, I should be doing this more seriously now. It's, but do you uh, reckon you were good enough to get in? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so, probably. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so then, uh, then uh, I applied for other unis. Uh, work was my first choice. Uh, it's a pretty good uni in terms of uh, its ranking in economics. I think the year I studied there, it was actually uh, the best one in UK in terms of economics ranking. So I managed to get in there, um, did quite well in my high school exams, was one of the top students in Lithuania actually. So that's why I think I could have gotten into Cambridge or Oxford as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grades were kind of sufficient. Uh, so that's that. That's what kind of brought me to UK. Uh, I spent uh, um, three years studying at work. Uh, really enjoyed my time. I think it's, it's a great uni in terms of um, you know the uh, the things you can do outside of studies. Uh, it has a massive campus. I think it has the most number of the biggest number of societies in the UK. So there's li- literally tons of things to get involved in, and mm-hmm. it's a very international place. So mm-hmm. you can do so many things. What was your expectations of England and how, what did it turn out to be like when you got here? Uh, I know it's a, it's a good question. I don't think... I kind of tend to just go to places without having too much prejudice or expectation and just see how they play out. Um, same way I'm heading to Mexico now. I don't really... I haven't spent tons of time considering how my life will look like there kind of just get there and then you see how things play out 
Uh, I thought there would be much more fish and chips uh, in the daily life, though. Much more fish and chips. Yeah, I did, didn't get that keen on that. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it kind of. I thought it will be very multicultural, uh, obviously rainy, gray, um, but interesting in kind of other aspects. And I think it that felt fit the bill quite well in that in that sense. You know, our national dish is is a curry. I know, I know. It, you won't believe chicken it after, tikka masala. Yeah, you won't believe it after um, after Brexit. <laughs> National this is a curry, but we don't want immigrants, so it really makes yeah. sense. But yeah. So how you said you lived in London a while. I did. Did you feel like you settled in? You became a Londoner? Uh, no, I haven't to kind of to a proper extent, I'd say because what they did was uh, investment banking. And I think uh, I'm not sure how others familiar others are but essentially you kind of have very long hours uh, it's a somewhat challenging work environment very rewarding but um, you can spend you know up until midnight in the office or potentially later your take hours, every day so you don't get that much time to explore uh, so I'd say after uni what they did um, so what uni did you end up going to University of Warwick Warwick okay yeah uh, so after that, uh, the way the finance uh, kind of works is you do a summer internship and then you go back for a full-time role. I did my summer internship in the last year of studies. Uh, so then I took a gap year uh, and then uh, I went on traveling to Southeast Asia and South America for close to a year, uh, which was a great experience. Uh, and then I came back to London for two years, did, did the banking in London, uh, got the opportunity to try out banking in the United States, so I went to New York for a year, and then I came back How did here. How did New York compare? Uh, I think New York is just much faster place. Um, people are kind of, it's both the rhythm of life, people are kind of, uh, a bit more agile, a bit more faster. I think it's a little bit more competitive, especially in, in finance, but it's also very interesting because a lot of things are happening. Um, I think in terms of work-life balance, it was also somewhat better because um, it was close to the seaside, so uh, I'm really into water sports, sky surfing, so I could go kind of spend weekends by the sea doing Kai stuff and uh, that was pretty cool so missing a bit of that but. so you've had a varied experience London New York and now Mexico to be yep um, you ever thought of going back to Lithuania yeah I think um, at the end of the day at some point that's obviously uh, a potential and somewhat likely because I think you still do connect best with people uh, that had very similar kind of childhood upbringing etc and up until I was 19 I spent most of my days in Lithuania so it's just that feeling of belonging that's uh, that's you know attracting you back uh, but that being said well while I'm still young I think it's so in interesting to explore and I'm just thinking about um, all the opportunities that we have these days, 
it's actually you know some people might think that it's hard to I don't know go to a certain place start a new job etc but it's actually you know just making the decision is probably the hardest part then once you've made it it's usually not that hard Okay, that's good. That's good. Your your time studying in London. How do, what was the pressures? What would be your advice to a sixteen-year-old who's going to go to university to do the same course you're you're going to do? What would be your advice to them? Hmm. I'd say you know, studying is obviously important, and grades grades are important. But I think university, at the end of the day, it's it's a holistic experience, so make sure you do put in work into studies and everything, but then uh, kind of after class activities, making sure you're on top of, you know, internships and just meeting people and making friends is just as crucial. So I'd say, you know, just don't be too focused on one particular aspect. Same way, if you just party, it's also not a great strategy. So you should be just balanced and in the things you do and make sure that you get you know certain level of exposure to to all aspects you seem to be getting jobs quite easily hmm. now some people would say um, some people are struggling struggling to get jobs in your industry what do you think is what is so special about you yeah. there's something about you that you're able just to just bam 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 run the job for France and go from country to country what, what what's your secret yeah, no, I think uh, it's really the experience and uh, it is the case that kind of, it is somewhat ridiculous, but for entry level jobs without, uh, you know, very specific skill set required, the employees, employers would still want someone who has the experience. Uh, so what I've done when uh, I was in my first year of studies, I came back to Lithuania and just did unpaid internships uh, for pretty much all vacations that I had uh, and by the time I was applying for summer internships I already had a CV with uh, three four relevant uh, work experiences uh, whereas others would have just spent you know time at home uh, you know I know relaxing and I think that kind of really helps to set yourself apart when you already have something to offer for for the employer even at that entry-level job and then and then it kind of just accumulates over time then you get a good job with that experience you secured initially and then it helps you to get the next thing and the next thing mm -hmm. okay that's good so your your journey throughout south america and asia tell us about that did you ever feel that your life was in jeopardy at any time <laughs> because mexico is the kidnapped capital of the world let just let you know <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think, and, and it, it's an interesting thing, always when uh, when thinking about travels, people are looking for something where, you know, you barely made it and barely survived, and it seems like that's kind of <laughs> the adventures that people are seeking. I think, in that sense, my year of travel was somewhat disappointing, I, I never was close to getting killed or shot or anything like that. I think in Asia, it's it's just so safe, so if, you know, if what females are concerned... I went to Thailand, uh, Laos, Vietnam, uh, kind of spent most of the time there, and then some time in Bali. Uh, so, you know, I'd say even for solo female travelers, it's super safe. Uh, I literally never felt endangered in, uh, 
those places. Uh, in South America, let's say Brazil was the one where you do feel less comfortable. Uh, but obviously then you're a bit more cautious. Were you in Sao Paulo or Rio or both? I went to both. I spent like three weeks or more in Brazil. So I did saw the place quite well. I think... You never got mugged at all? No, no. So you strike me as a man, and I know it's not good to judge a book by cover, but I will, who's calculated. So you mm -hmm. kind of assess things and make a decision. So I assume you assess the danger around you where other people just... I interviewed so many people and they said, yeah, mm -hmm. I was getting robbed in Rio every day. <laughs> Boy, I just used to have money and say, here you are, here you are. And that's the only way I could get down the street. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, you strike me as a person who's calculated. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, there is an element of luck, obviously, not getting robbed. But uh, generally, yes, I, I would try to be informed and obviously... When you're in Rio, you don't go to a favela and you kind of ask the locals about where you should go and what you should do, so you don't get you know surprised. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that surprised me was uh, one of my Brazilian friends telling me that you know you never resist to a robbery, so you just give away your stuff. Otherwise, you know even if they look smaller, uh, they might just still stab you or shoot you or whatever, because uh, life is not worth as much back there as it is worth here so it's kind of you you try to stay sensible and abide by the rules of the place wherever you're at interesting so you're moving to mexico you said your friends have a business there and they're setting it up was it investment banking business no no it's a, it's a different kind of play uh, just uh, e-commerce consumer type of business Okay, what's the? F I've heard that term e-commerce before. Mm -hmm. So I remember creating artwork for one of the episodes. E-commerce is just like digital shopping or something like that. Yeah, yeah, essentially just you know, kind of Amazon type of things. And they're setting up, but they've got Amazon in 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 Mexico, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have in South America. Okay, but you, you, what's what's your role going to be out there? Uh, so I'll be heading the strategic finance division and just essentially dealing with investors and uh, running company model. Okay. Uh, Is, are these guys from Lithuania as well? No, most of them are, well, the founders are German. So I met one of them when I was uh, working in banking in London. And since then, you know, we stayed in touch. Uh, okay. And now the opportunity came up. Okay, that's good. Wish you well. My last question, a couple more questions before we hit the motorway is what have you learnt over your time in travelling and banking that you wish you knew when you had started? Hmm. Yeah, I think in banking and just career more broadly, I'd say that relationship with people is just to success and mm -hmm. it's very critical to expand your network uh, kind of be a good person in general just you know be nice to others and we'll come back you know tenfold um, so just making sure you kind of develop your network uh, especially in finance it, it's crucial uh, 
so that's one from career standpoint I'd say from uh, from the travels um, I'd say the key is you know sometimes things seem difficult and I remember uh, when I was going for my first kind of backpacking venture I was thinking excessively about oh, what things I could be missing and I was going through the packing list and this and that I think you know as long as you're not too constrained by money and you don't need to have thousands but still you know uh, these days everything is very accessible it's easy to travel you can buy whatever you need at the spot so it's kind of you just need to do it uh, if you're considering going for like an adventure a long trip I think people just overdo with thinking and planning sometimes mm-hmm. okay well that's good and my last question to you is what's the impact you want to have on the world yeah that's a it's a good question I haven't figured it out yet um, <laughs> I think we'll see as, as, as we go along what what I'm able to make but uh, you know I, I'd say certainly I'm trying to make um, the world a better place for people around me and at least trying to impact the circle of people around me and then if the business works out and, and everything then we'll look at the greater greater scale things but it's kind of one step at a time type of thing okay well thanks a lot for that and we wish you well no problem We hope you liked that Taxi Chronicles interview. Don't forget to share and subscribe to get the latest episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economies and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. Listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am British Standard Time.